Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside my co-host, Lance. Today, my adult beverage of choice is going to be a Journeyman's Distillery Bourbon Whiskey. And I'm chasing that down with a Spotted Cow for my favorite usual drink. Mm-hmm. Lance, what about you? Today, I'm going to be drinking an old Glamorangi, the original. This one's a tenure, and I, too, will be chasing this down with a spotted cow. <laughs> Lance, can you tell us what our episode is going to be about this time? Yes. So, according to our title, today we will be covering the Dragon Ball Super superhero movie. And we'll be treating this episode like we treat every other episode, which means we are going to spoil the shit out of it. <laughs> so, if you have not seen it and are on the fence about watching it, listen to us and hopefully we can convince you that you know, you got to see this thing visually because we're damn happy that we went to go see this. Yeah, I would definitely agree. It's probably one of my favorite superhero or well, super Dragon Ball Super movies mm-hmm. or Dragon Ball Z movies, Dragon Ball movies, all of them. Yeah, kind of just in general. Like, I did truly appreciate this movie kind of above all the others. I mean, I know we covered all the Brawly movies already, you know, with the exception of the Super Brawly. Yep. And this one was just amazing. Fight scenes were pretty sweet. Animation was pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, I would call this almost like you were watching a cutscene for a video game for an hour and 40 minutes. Yes, this did feel very video game-esque. Kind of like all the other... Just like, what, Xenoverse. This yep. felt like I was just watching cutscenes from Xenoverse. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was different. I understand people's gripes about it mm-hmm. because it was so different because it was like from a video game and it was so different so off the wall but i kind of enjoyed that it was good to see something different it may have been a little bit more difficult in the beginning to watch it because you know we weren't watching action we were just watching the build-up of uh, a couple new characters the build-up of the story itself so when things were moving slowly you started like nitpicking at things that like you know aren't old school hand drawn or anything like that. Now we're thinking we're seeing a bunch of like 3d figures and you know, just some people might want to think that's like super childish looking, Yep. but at the same time, you know, it's just a different animation style. And I'm sure I, I can't say I'm sure, but maybe it helps <laughs> the animators with moving the figures around if it's all, you know, computer generated. Well, I would say, I'm, I mean, you know, you, you draw, it's easier to, it has to be easier to make it animated than it would be to hand draw a trillion scenes yes (laughs) i can see that i will say at the beginning it definitely threw me off like i thought we were gonna watch a we were watching a preview for something and then it was like oh no this is the this is the movie okay okay Mm -hmm. this is what it's going on threw me off a little bit but once the fight scenes happened which i would say three quarters of the movie was fight scenes oh yeah very easily which is good because you know this was like an hour and 40 minute movie. Yeah. And most of it was fighting. Yes. I would say it was very visually appealing for the fight scenes. Oh, definitely. Like I said, it, it reminded me so much of a video game. And I love all the Dragon Ball Z fight scene cutscenes. Mm-hmm. It's where all the animation truly comes in. Yep. And this kind of just brought me back like I was immersed in the video games. And it was great. Um, so just to kind of. Do you want to kind of get into the movie then? Before we get into the movie, let's just throw in some quick Lance's lessons. Yeah, definitely need a Lance's lessons. 
Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for beast. That is kemono. K-E-M-O-N-O. And kemono is very fitting for today because as you most likely read on the internet, Gohan's new transformation is called the beast mode. And we've also kind of covered kemono in the past through kemono jihen. But today we can focus a little bit more on Gohan's transformation, the beast transformation. I 100% want to talk about that. But let's kind of work our way through the movie before we talk about that because unfortunately you got to wait 130 minutes before you can finally see it happen basically yeah and because it's really hard to stay off the internet it was spoiled i saw it already Mm -hmm. but i was still like that's fucking awesome yeah exactly i know exactly what's going to happen but i want to see it happen yep but let's let's go to the beginning of the movie because let's let's work our way through it and just kind of go from there. So it was really nice to see Pan because that's kind of how the movie starts. Yep. And in case anybody needs a refresher, Pan is the daughter of Gohan and Videl. Yep. And you see her doing exactly what Gohan did at her age, which was three, mm-hmm. training with Piccolo. Yep. And you see the ultimate stepdad going on or grandpa going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because. Not only was, like, Gohan abandoned by his dad being trained by Piccolo, <laughs> but now we see Pan being abandoned by her dad being trained by Piccolo. So it runs in the runs in the family. For various reasons. I don't know if it's good or bad that he's doing research, and that's why he's kind of neglecting his daughter, but... To blame Mom. <laughs> Mom wanted him to stay in school. <laughs> yeah, damn Chi-Chi. And then they make that reference at the end where it's like, don't tell your mom. <laughs> Yep, make everything easier. And then it was kind of nice because they brought, at the end of the movie, they brought back to the beginning of the movie where she didn't know how to fly, and then she learns how to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrapped it, tied it all up. Yep, yeah, it was good. And then you see, after that, you see Piccolo training, and he took out a chunk of that mountain. Oh, for his meditating purposes, yep. yep. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Kind of, I, I don't know, I guess it's, you know, so he can hold up more weight. What's well, yeah, just more resistance training kind of thing because mm-hmm. now because in the Dragon Ball Z you saw him meditating just on top of a mountain and now you see him meditating on top of a mountain while holding part of the mountain. Exactly. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. Uh, there were a lot of throwbacks to uh, Dragon Ball. I don't know if you are, did you ever watch Dragon Ball? Mm-mm. You basically get the gist of it in the opening. Oh yeah. It, it's more to it, of course, but it was the biggest thing. They because they go through and explain what happened to the Red Ribbon Army, mm-hmm. um, what's going on with it now, and then the same thing with Doctor Giroux and how he kind of plays into this. And it was really nice because they were bringing in new characters while still being like, "Hey, they're they might be new characters, but they're related to those original characters." Mm-hmm. Which brings us into what happened next in the series, where we talk about a new character named Magenta. Yep. Which is really just a play off of the Red Ribbon, Red Color. Yep. And then he's this short little mean guy, (laughs) and he tries to bring in this, I don't know, he's not like an evil genius, but he's this super smart guy. He happens to be Dr. Jarreau's grandson. So they call him a misunderstood scientist. 
Yep. And then this guy's name is Dr. Hito. <laughs> and all he wants to do is create a peaceful world with superheroes and whatnot. Yep. And uh, Magenta ends up tainting you know, what he wants to do with the world and take it over and tries to overlay this fake superhero story over saying that Bulma and Capsule Corp are the evil guys with aliens trying to take over the world and the Red Ribbon Army is really the good guys trying to hold them back. And then Dr. Hito falls for it and starts making androids. Yeah, he's, we soon find out. He's got that hero complex going on mm-hmm. and is kind of easily manipulated. It was funny that they brought Hercule in. It's like, yeah, he might have done something. We're not sure. We can't confirm, <laughs> but he's probably the, the ringleader of all this or something like that. Yeah, I think, think it was something like that. And then it's like... But look at what this alien did and this alien did when it was Trunks and... Mecha Frieza. Yep. Yep. And it's like, whoa, they, they've got to be something. Yeah, they did a lot of flashbacks, which was really nice. Yeah, it was real cool to see all these flashbacks and all that type of information that was going on. Mm-hmm. One thing, just kind of want to get it out of the way now, Vegeta and Piccolo will not be... Or not Piccolo, excuse me. Vegeta and Goku will not be involved in these fights because, as we find out... They are training with Beerus and Whis. Yeah, Beerus and Whis on Beerus's planet. With I don't, I don't, not entirely sure what they call. It. I think they call it his planet, right? Something. Uh, and you see Brawly there. Mm-hmm. They're trying to train Brawly so he can maintain his emotions. Yep, kind of master his green Super Saiyan form. Legendary. Yep. Mm-hmm. And try to think. Was that it? That was it for the fighters, anyways. Fighters, yeah. I mean, there's a couple minor people there. We'll leave, you know, we'll leave that, you know, whatever. Yep. And then the incident with the ice cream covering up Weiss's staff, so he couldn't see Bulma trying to call him. Yep. How convenient. <laughs> and that was that was fine. I've seen worse excuses. So. Oh, for sure. And plus, they were distracted. Yep. With the fight. With uh, Goku and Vegeta sparring with each other anyway, so... No power-ups. Basically, no power-ups, no key blasts. All hand-to-hand combat. Yep, pure physical fights. Yep. And that was... It was a good little... I'll take it as an explanation on why they weren't there. At least we got an explanation that is somewhat plausible. Right, like they weren't just sleeping the whole time. Yep. And let's be honest, if they were sparring at what Vegeta and Goku would be sparring at, they would be useless anyways in this fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we got to see at the end that they were completely exhausted. Yep, exactly. And then, so, just to kind of go back to the main plot of the movie, then you see Piccolo get attacked by this. At this point in time, we, you can think of him as a fake superhero mm-hmm. in Gamma 2, and he kind of just beats up Piccolo. Yeah, super short fight. Yep. This dude's got a gun that shoots out key blasts. Yeah, that was interesting i'm not entirely sure how how i take that one right i don't know if it's their own key key stored and then it like just kind of triggers it or if they can like pull in key from we never get an explanation right it just happens it's not like Mm -hmm. we get to find out like ooh, a human can grab this gun and shoot key blast yeah one of the big plot points comes up where piccolo goes to dende's lookout and trans or Gets Dende to transform the dragon, Shenron, 
into allow for the potential energy to get released. Is that how how you'd call it? Yeah, it was the hidden the potential. Hidden, yep, hidden potential. That's what it was. That was uh, given to Gohan and Krillin back in the Frieza saga. Yep. So another flashback going on. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of strange that like this obvious power up yep. was only given to Gohan and Krillin. Mm-hmm. Well, I was about to say, why didn't anyone else get it? But of course, you know, Fatty dies, so it's not like anybody else can truly get it. Well, that and the only two people that know about it are Dende and Piccolo. Like everybody else doesn't know about it. That's a good point. So it's it's one of those abilities that. Yeah, it's great, but Goku's never going to think about it. Vegeta's not going to think about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I get it. And it was a way to help Gohan and Krillin kind of power up and be equal. Because Toriyama, at least for the most part in Dragon Ball Z until the end, he tried to keep everybody on a somewhat close power level. Mm-hmm. Until you started getting towards the end with Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan 2 and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I really hope that the actual series doesn't, like, try to get everybody to get, like, an awakened potential. Yeah. Like, Goku, Vegeta, mm-hmm. Goten, Trunks, all of them. Yeah, I don't know. It, you This was really the first time you see Goten and Trunks in Super. Yeah, because in original Super, they're still, you know, kids. kids. Yeah, they're... Like, was it seven and eight at the uh, World Martial Arts Tournament? Maybe a little bit older, because I think they were still seven and eight at the Boo Saga. Yeah, so they're probably, what, like 10? Nine 10, and 10, 10, 11, yeah. Some, somewhere in that range. So they're they're a little bit older now, but yeah. not, not a whole lot. Right, yeah, like basically this is three years after the, Dragon Ball Super's uh, big tournament arc. Yeah, yeah, because this is after the Tournament of Power. Mm-hmm. Because they talk about Jiren mm-hmm. in the... Uh, well, Veg- Vegeta talks about Jiren. Right. So. And Pan was pregnant with... Or, uh, Videl. And Videl was pregnant with Pan at yep. the start of Super 2. So... Yeah. And she's three in this movie. So, yeah, three years has gone by. Yeah, crazy how that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're at Dende upgrading the dragon. Yep. And you get a little bit of comic relief with the summoning of Shenron... Because you find out that Bulma had been doing it for illicit gains, as Dende called it. Mm -hmm. And she firmed up her butt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And grew her eyelashes a little bit. And that was the two other wishes. Aside of making Piccolo's potential released. But yeah, so we find out that Bulma is through. (laughs) She's hired a gang of people to go hunting the Dragon Balls, all so she can do cosmetic upgrades to her body. <laughs> and you definitely get to see some cosmetic upgrades. Yep. They do. They are not shy about camera angles with those, Bulma's butt. Those weird anime angles. Because they did it for um, Magenta and for Hito. Yes. Fat. In- they did like a, a lower camera angle of like <laughs> Hito's dick and like you just see his fat belly. <laughs> it's just like. Why would you do that angle? That's that's just a weird angle, uh-huh. but okay, I guess that's what's going on right now. And it's it was funny. It was all for comedy. It was it was fun. Yep. Uh, then the real stuff starts happening because they get Pan. The Red Ribbon Army kidnaps Pan. They abduct Gohan, and then Gohan starts to fight uh, Gamma One. Mm-hmm. Right out of the. See now they get the red. Okay, so Piccolo is disguised as one of the Red Ribbon Army guys. Yep. So that he can get intel on what the hell is going on. 
and he convinces Magenta that he should be part of the crew to go kidnap Pan and then uh, consecutively uh, convince Gohan to come back. Yep. And then on their way back, you know, so Pan's kidnapped. They make a fun little help save me video. (laughs) And then that's what they use to convince Gohan to come back. And as they're approaching the compound, Gohan gets mad, blows himself out of this helicopter and confronts Gamma 1. In Super Saiyan form. In Super Saiyan form, yeah. Yep. And then they that fight was good. Uh I enjoyed I enjoyed that fight. You get to see the escalation of Gohan because Pan is in trouble, so then Gohan taps into his ultimate the ultimate Gohan. Mm-hmm. And for the people that don't remember, that's him beyond Super Saiyan without the rage, so now he's just his better in enhanced Gohan form and strong. Definitely very strong in that one. That's the one he fights in the tournament of power. That's the um, transformation he has for the tournament of power. Right. And it's nothing new. Like we've seen this in the boo arc and sort of, yeah, sort of. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think it was quite as powerful. Yeah. I don't think so. Cause it definitely, he definitely reaches like an ultimate stage. Yeah. With, the Kai is training. Yep. And then he just kind of forgets about it, and then it gets reawakened in the Tournament of Power. Yep. And then three years goes by with him doing nothing, and then and then that brings us back to here. And Gohan, he's not getting his ass kicked, but he's not doing... He's not winning this fight against Gamma 1. Yep. And if he had trained, which Piccolo told him to do, he would have had no problems with right. this fight. Right. So they needed to push his emotional buttons... And Piccolo convinces, and no, he didn't even have to convince her, but Piccolo tells Pan to scream that she's in danger. <laughs> so what he does is he, he picks up Pan, and with one hand, you can see that she's standing on his one hand. And it was really funny. So she screams and, you know, screams for help. And then Gohan gets all super pissed off, and then, boom, there's Ultimate Gohan. It's, uh, I don't know if you watched Minions 2, but where it's like, she's acting but it's childish acting so you can tell it's terrible and she's just like ah help me mm, yeah i'm being abducted no and speaking of minions i said, I said this in the beginning <laughs> of the movie to you um this new character dr hito he kind of reminds me of like a child grew just without the big ass nose but yeah i just thought of him right away it was kind of funny to me yeah that was, that was funny and, and it, the similarities are there definitely there mm. so that fight was good and then after gohan Unlocks his, well, not unlocks. He reawakens his ultimate Gohan. That's when Piccolo steps in to fight Gamma 2 again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were about to go Gamma 1 and Gamma 2 versus Gohan. And Piccolo says, fuck that. We're yep. going to separate this. And during that is when you see the orange Piccolo, which mm-hmm. it was kind of... It kind of reminded me of some of the Namekians, like one of the Namekians from Dragon Ball Z, where he just looks overly large and no neck. Just super buff. Yep. It's essentially all this guy is. Yep. And it's good power boost. Yeah, he grows like a foot or so taller, too, because <laughs> when he deforms, he totally shrinks. Yeah, it was uh, that was interesting. I think that's the first time... We've seen any of the Z fighters transform in a manner like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely gets a whole different kind of transformation. Yep. Um, as far as the orange color goes, like I know 
I mean, our, our listeners probably knew this too if they ever read any of the leaked stuff. But like the reason he's orange is because I think it was Toriyama likes the color orange. Yep. So okay. he just wanted to turn Piccolo into a buff orange guy. Hey, that's if I was a creator of something, then I would do things just because I like it too. So I can't blame him for that one. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprised he didn't get like any additional like body art of some sorts or some kind of like horns or <laughs> something of those sorts. You know, because we have we see all the dragons. You know, they have horns, and these dragons are essentially almost image like. No, you know, I can't even say that they're made in the image of the Namekians. They're just dragons. Yeah, they're just dragons. Um, usually, you see the like super crazy things happen to all the villains, not so much the the main character. That's true. Individuals can't make them too crazy. Speaking of hero and villain, got a lot of My Hero Academia vibes in the beginning of the movie, at least. <laughs> yeah, I can see that one. It was because he was uh, Hito was all about superheroes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see that just. The hero society and all these other things, mm-hmm. villains. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. But hey, superheroes and supervillains are definitely the thing right now. Yep, everyone buys it. It was okay. I can take the premise as a way to kind of manipulate somebody. Like like what had happened with uh, Magenta and Hito. Like I can legitimately see something like that happening in real life, where somebody kind of gets swayed because of just manipulating certain things mm-hmm. like when if you look if you paid attention to the pictures everybody had kind of a menacing smile they used that evil fat boo picture that everybody has then it's not hard to find a menacing picture of vegeta yeah it's basically 99 percent <laughs> menacing and then goku which they had to have um altered that somehow because i don't think you've ever seen goku have that face, but all of them have this fake sinister face going on. Right, like they might as well have been part of like Captain Ginyu yep. or something. Yep, exactly. All right, so Piccolo is falling down this giant trench. Yep. And then he awakens his orange self, and then he boots up, and then he starts beating the shit out of Gamma 2. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty, t- I wouldn't say pretty typical, but it's not uh, not uncommon for the Dragon Ball series for something kind of similar like that to happen mm-hmm. where it's, they're pushing, they're at basically their wits end as far as the fight's concerned. And they just kind of dig deep and push through. So yep. and we all, we all knew it was coming and there it was. Yep. It, it was as far as the transformation is concerned, it was fine. Nothing too crazy. Nothing. It was, it was fine. Again, it's one of that scaling thing where they had to do something in order to get Piccolo on a closer level to Gohan and Goku and Vegeta to make it kind of not like the Tournament of Power where the those three are holding their own and everybody else is getting their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, that part was fine. I have, I have no real complaints about it. It's It'll be interesting to see if now that he gets this in uh, transformation, if he gets some sort of new techniques. Yeah, it's about time to learn something new. Yep. I mean, there is an old technique that he brings back that we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. So it's nice to see some old and some, hopefully, future and some new stuff. Because, you know, we've all seen teaser or teaser images of future villains and stuff like that. So we're definitely going to need to see some new techniques of some kind of sort. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, they did a really good job blending old and new. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Uh, just to kind of keep going through the movie, 
Uh, you speaking of blending old and new, you find out that Cell is coming back, or they're trying to bring Cell back, and they're calling him Cell Max. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's a, a brand new creation. He doesn't hold any of the original Cell's memories of any of the sorts. He's a brand new creation. He happens to be like a million feet tall. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to see this while he's in his chambers or anything. They talk about him during the movie. Yep. So the viewers, as us viewers were, we're like, okay, well, I expected him to be like normal cell size. And yep. he was just going to be like a buffer version. Yep. I didn't expect him to be a, what was it, Pokemon Gigantamax or whatever <laughs> it was. So it was essentially what he turned out to be. Yeah, I could have seen him like a different pol- color palette or something along those lines, just making him look a little more menacing, mm-hmm. which they did. And then they Gigantamaxed him and... He looked a little ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Gamma 1 and 2 are getting their asses kicked, and Magenta starts getting scared, so he runs back to his laboratory. Yep. And then his goal is to release Cellmax. Yep. Uh, Gamma 1 and 2, they have this ability because Hito installed a hero complex into him, and essentially what they can do is they can tell if somebody has ill will towards the individual and they don't feel any while fighting the Z fighters. So then they're like, well, something's weird. You can't be the bad guy. The person trying to shoot the three-year-old has got to be the bad guy. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. Yeah, so the Gammas realize that they've been duped. Yep. And the fighting between them and the Z fighters stops. And then we get the snap back to Magenta releasing Cell Max. And we have Dr. Hito rushing in, trying to stop him. And then they have a quick little scuffle scuffle because <laughs> you know it's just two humans yep and then as magenta is dying because of the bug that hito has magenta is able to release cell max and then the fight with cell max happens mm-hmm. yeah he comes roaring out yep this fucker just gets so big not i really wish he they didn't make him so big <laughs> Yeah, that was probably my only complaint as far as this series, or the not the series, but the movie was concerned, mm-hmm. is just the the ridiculousness they made sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was basically Godzilla. Yeah, pretty close. Energy beams and all. Yeah, yeah. I guess now that I say that out loud, it's <laughs> definitely Godzilla. Just with the what's that dinosaur with that fucking ball of spikes at the end of his tail. Yep, I'm not even going to bother trying to <laughs> guess because I have no idea. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Basically, that is what Cell's tail looked like. Everything else, he looked like the fused with Android 17 version, which mm-hmm. Mostly, like, yeah. if Vegeta hadn't fought that Cell, then that was probably the Cell that would have been defeated and died. Yep. Like, if you really think about the, the Cell Saga, that would have been the one where he was going to lose. Right, yeah. So when he absorbs 17 and he gets taller and thicker, yep. and he's got, like, those fat-ass lips. Yep. That's the base form. I That's the base concept of this Cell Max. And then yep. give him red skin on top of his green skin, and then make him super big. And then red eyes, I think is what it was. Probably. So. He just wh- roars the whole time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wasn't completed yet. That was his problem. Oh, that was, yep, that was another thing. Was Magenta released him prematurely. So he wasn't able to be controlled. And who knows, maybe if they kept you know, kept him inside that incubator, maybe he would have turned into more of a perfect cell look. than A, a perfect cell look and then been smaller, maybe? I'm not sure. More condensed? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that too. 
it would be something that I yeah let's just go with that was what was gonna happen <laughs> yeah because we can we can only guess at this point because I don't see them bringing another Cell Max into the Dragon Soup Dragon Ball Super no. storyline nope I think this is gonna be a one off thing which is fine it, it's just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so then during the fight, you get to see another flashback from Dragon Ball where Piccolo goes giant. So that was kind of cool. Right. Um, this flashback shows where he's, when he's King Piccolo and he's fighting Kid Go Gohan or Goku. Damn. Kid <laughs> Goku. And in the world martial arts tournament, I don't yeah. remember which one it was, but yeah. One of those tournaments. Yeah. And then Piccolo just makes himself multiple times bigger yeah and we come to find out it was just an intimidation thing it was just a bluff but the point of that one was you know, i mean we're jumping ahead in the fight a little bit but it was just nice to see that there was a flashback because piccolo is about to get squished by cell yep and then in order to counter the weight contribute i don't know whatever physics you want to throw into this but <laughs> krillin reminds piccolo that he can make himself get big and then piccolo makes his orange ass super big, yep. flips him off, and then it's basically Godzilla versus some super Power Ranger or something. Godzilla versus Orange Godzilla, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then you see Fat Gotenks. That was kind of funny. Yep, so Teenage Goten and Teenage Trunks make an appearance in here. Yep. And, of course, they're super happy to get into a, a new fight. And then they're like, yo, remember Fusion? Ah, barely. Let's give it a try. <laughs> and they fuck up. Yep. And we get to see fat fusion go tanks again. So that yep. was kind of fun. Yeah, comedic relief. That's really what I took it as. They just did some haha moments with go tanks. Didn't really do a whole lot for the fight. Uh, 17. That was one of my issues. Another issue I had with Cell is that he wasn't in his perfect form and he did not want to do, have anything to do with, with uh, 18. Right in front of him. Yeah. Right. And that's the only thing I can counter with that is that this isn't the original cell. Like this isn't his original memory. This is a brand new yep. uh, creation, which would have been real nice. Like, yeah. What if, uh, damn, you slammed that. It was just two shots. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it would have been real cool to see this super gigantic uh, cell max look at 18, realize that, you know, just like in Dragon Ball Z, that's, the concept that they took this from, if he was to ingest 18, that he would become perfect Cell Max or something. That would have been really cool. That would have been really cool, but then, you know, the one hour and 40 minute movie would have turned into a two hour, 30 minute movie or oh, something along sure. those lines. Or they would have had to make, they would have pretty much had to get rid of the whole Gamma concept in the very beginning and had this movie strictly focused on Cell Max. And honestly, I didn't mind the Gamma 1 and 2 concept. I thought it was a, it was different. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't, I wouldn't have wanted that. And then it also wouldn't have made sense for Hito. So they couldn't have really tied in Hito very well. Yeah, it would have been way too much information. Unless they turn it into like a part one, part two kind of thing or just a long ass movie. But yeah, if they could have definitely made Cell Max way more interesting. Yep. But I do understand the time constraint. It was kind of like Bio Brawly kind of concept. <laughs> He's alive, one fight. All right, now he's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, oh, look, real quick, back to back to some Gotenks talk. Okay. This fatty just gets his ass handed to him. Okay. Well, first of all, Cell Max, Cell Max was created with like a failsafe. Yep. 
And his weak, uh, Dr. Hito realized that if his plans were to be, I don't know what's the word for, like overall, like he was, yeah. he was just duped. It was a backup plan. Yeah. His backup plan was to have a fail safe to destroy Selmax. And that was his head, the top of his head. Yep. And it was really funny when fat Gotenks couldn't do anything. He can't go super sane. He can't really blast anything. <laughs> so they just have to use his fat body and they <laughs> use his body as like a volleyball and they spike him everywhere and <laughs> they spike him at the top of Selmax's head. And does it crack a little bit? Uh, I think it cracks just a little bit. I thought I didn't do anything and it was the second hit that did something, but it, it might've, I don't remember exactly. Like it gave us viewers a little hope that it did something, you know, and they laughed about it. Like, you know, we can still do something useful or whatever. That was funny. Yep. And then, of course, it doesn't do anything truly good. Yep. And then he gets his ass handed to him. And then, like, the next scene, Gotenks' back half is all, his pants are all ripped up. And you get to see his butt. And you see that, this, that top half of his butt. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Yep. It was funny. And that's that's what they used him for. So after that is... The Gamma 2 sacrifice, just as it sounds. And then I'd say the biggest part is is Piccolo basically stalling in order for Gohan to truly unlock all of his hidden energy. And you see him go the new beast transformation. Mm-hmm. Yep, so Piccolo's sitting out there fighting him while Gohan's in the background charging up an attack. Yep. Or just charging. And then, was, yeah, I think it was just kind of trying to charge himself it was, he wasn't really doing anything he was just kind of standing there like yeah he was just powering not yet mm-hmm. not yet and then you know piccolo is fighting for his life and then of course as soon as someone's brought to the brink of death that's when the emotional state passes and that's when gohan gets truly angry and then for whatever reason that we have no idea uh his eyes go red and then he unlocks this new beast mode which yep. As a watcher, as a viewer of the movie, at least in English, they never once say that this was his beast mode. Yep. So to watch English speakers, this is strictly coming from the internet. Yeah, it was. I knew it was coming. Still was like, oh, fuck yeah. That's Uh awesome. Oh, yeah. Big explosion of energy. Always love that explosion of energy. He basically looked like every time that I drew like any sort of Super Saiyan. That's basically how I made my Super Saiyan look. Like, yeah, just over-exaggerated as <laughs> a regular Super Saiyan. Yep, just the super, like, way spiked backwards hair. Mm-hmm. And he looks super awesome, though. Yeah, this is almost like what a Super Saiyan 2.5 would have might, what kind of could have looked like. Yep. It wasn't as long as a Super Saiyan 3, but it was still in the spiky position. I I'm, Honestly, I would have taken this as Super Saiyan 3. And, like, Super Saiyan 4 would have been what Super Saiyan 3 is, where yeah, the hair just... I can believe uh, that. All right, now we're going to go all the way down the back instead of just going a foot off your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because back to Z, Super. the difference between 2 and 3 are so extreme. Right? Especially because the difference between 1 and 2 is literally just some static buildup. Yeah. And then a little bit longer hair. Tiny bit, yeah. Because Gohan's hair goes from being, like, straight up to being a little bit in front of his face and... Up a little bit more. Right. And Gohan's the only one that you can truly tell the difference between. Like, yep. Okay, I can't say truly, but the one that's an obvious difference between Go- Super Saiyan 1 and Super Saiyan 2. Because yep. Goku just gets, what, a little bit more tinier spikes. Like, a lot more spiky hair, but a lot more, like, I don't even know how to 
describe what I'm trying to say, but yeah, pretty much his hair detail. Just, his hair goes more spiked instead of just kind of being kind of. It's like everything gets spiked instead of just his hair turning yellow and a little bit of spikiness mm. going on. Yep, exactly. And yeah, it's hard for Vegeta because his hair is always spiky. So yeah, you can't really tell anything. Yep, just have to rely on subtitles or the <laughs> video game telling you one and two. Static discharge. Remember that one. Mm-hmm. You, you see the the electricity going through. Yep, that's that's the giveaway for Super Saiyan two. Um, and then the final homage you see is. The defeating of Cell, how Gohan defeats Cell. Yep, and in the whole time, Gohan's sitting there charging up. He gets into a very memorable position, and Piccolo is using his super stretchy arms to contain Cell Max and so that he doesn't move. And then Beast Gohan launches a special beam cannon right at Cell Max's head, blows his brains out, and then that's the end of Cell Max. Minus the self-explosion. Oh, yeah, of course. Cell Max has to self-detonate at the end of his life. Yep. And, yeah, that was that fight. All of the fights Ooh. you saw. Before What's we it? finish the special beam cannon talk. Yep. Totally thought we were going to go back to Dragon Ball Z. Where he sacrificed himself? And Piccolo would sacrifice himself. Yeah, I definitely thought the same thing. I was like, so oh, like, man. I was like, this is definitely that same route, and they're definitely going to do it. And then, perfect position. Piccolo doesn't get affected at all. Well, he's shooting upwards. Come on. Just right over his head. Yep. So, (laughs) it's happy-go-lucky in the end. Yep. I guess I'm satisfied that Piccolo didn't end up dying in the end, but... Yeah, because then they would have had to explain how he came back to life and all these other crap. So, Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly fine with him not actually dying. So, just because we're on the fight scenes, do you have a favorite fight? Favorite fight scene. Okay. Um, I suppose if you're asking me to go first... I think my favorite fight scene is definitely going to be Gohan versus Gamma 1. Okay. Um, the whole buildup of Gohan remembering that he needs to fight for what he needs to fight for. Yep. And then uh, Gamma 1 slowly adapting to Gohan's attack patterns. Yep. And then ultimately ending in Ultimate Gohan. Okay. I, I think it was a good build. I like that fight. Yeah, that fight was real good. What about you? Do you got anything? Um, I liked the Beast Gohan conclusion to the Cell Max, but that wasn't the, I'm not going to count that because that wasn't the whole fight. I literally liked the last like two minutes of the fight. Mm. Um, I guess we could probably go with the first fight with Piccolo and Gamma 2. I thought mm-hmm. the, like the Kapow <laughs> holographic going on after he, he was punching and landing all these blows on the piccolo i thought that was entertaining yeah all the all the traditional comic kaplawi kind of yep. sound effects coming up like night sound images yep or some whatever those are called graphics yeah sound graphics yeah and it was it's funny because Piccolo's like, where are these graphics coming from? Yeah, why am I seeing words? <laughs> I, I thought that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I, on that note, I am glad that that wasn't a consistent thing because that would have got very annoying. Well, right. did you see that Gamma 2 was practicing them against Gamma 1? Was he? Yeah, you saw it. when the, So they were like basically doing what kind of like two brothers would do where they're just kind of like picking on each other. And you see when he fight when he hits Gamma 1... That one of them happens. Oh, yeah? So you can see him, like, practicing the... Was this back when they were, like, discussing 
like when Magenta was discussing like how to steal pan and whatnot. Yeah, so the very okay. first time you meet, or not the very first time, but it's the f- the first conversation that happens when Piccolo infiltrates the okay. compound. Yeah, I guess I was paying attention to the main speaker instead of the background. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, that was definitely my favorite fight as a whole, uh, just because you see you see Goku or excuse me, you see Piccolo, you see him being strong, but then you just kind of get introduced to this new character. You get that interesting, kind of funny added detail. So mm-hmm. it was a good fight. And then Piccolo losing, but not really, just kind of fighting for another day kind of thing. In the beginning? Yep. Well, he didn't lose. He just zipped out of his sights. Well, he definitely lo- would have lost if... Oh, probably. So. I mean, was, especially if he went to go wish himself to get unleashed or uh, unlocked potential, whatever. Yep. Yeah, if if he needed that potential to be unlocked, then he definitely wouldn't have won that original fight. Yep, yep, exactly. So the movie ends with Hito and Gamma 1 asking to get a job at the Capsule Corp. Mm. And Bulma being like, yeah, sure, that sounds like a great idea. You can help me get beauty products without having to grant or wish on the Dragon Ball every time. Yeah, right. Yeah, huh. Can you help me get rid of these wrinkles in my face? It was such a typical, like, Dragon Ball Z thing where you see Goku doing this where he's like, oh, that person's not that bad. He's going to he's gonna come be our friend. You know, yeah, like right. Vegeta and Piccolo, technically Krillin, who is an asshole in Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I suppose that's something that I never really knew, seeing that. Seeing that I never watched the original Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You would not know that if you never watched it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the next biggest ones is Boo. Boo. But that's I mean, really because we come to find out that Fat Boo is really, really the good Boo. Uh, yeah, kind of. So in in a sense, because the goodness in Boo was what separated from evil Boo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess you can say that. Uh, Tien was a bad guy. Uh, Yamcha was a bad guy. Basically, every character that Goku <laughs> is by was originally a bad guy. That was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The only person that wasn't a bad guy was Chi Chi. Uh, that Bulma. Yeah. And he ends up fucking Chi Chi. Yeah. yeah. He apparently doesn't really know anything about. <laughs> it's, well, that's, that's here nor there. <laughs> but let's get, we can get back to our movie. Yep. So. That was all that was in the original movie. Stay for the ending. 100% stay for the ending because you get an awesome scene. Um, I was going to ask Lance, but he decided he wanted to take a drink right as I was getting ready to say that. So, oh, well, <laughs> glasses down. Um, yeah, so you get that scene at the end. Uh, Lance, you kind of want to let us know the awesome news that happens at the end. Right. So, the post credit scene. Ends the movie with Vegeta and Goku continuing their spar. Yep. And they're slowly punching each other. They're exhausted. They're in slow motion. It was really funny. It was it was comical. Yep. And then in the very end, Goku falls first. And Vegeta's like, yes, I beat Kakarot. And then he falls to the ground. <laughs> and then Goku laughs at him. And we finally get to see Vegeta get his first official win against Goku. All it took was no power-ups, no key blasts. (laughs) 
Yeah, there was a... Handicaps? Handicaps. There yep. it is. Yep, definitely some handicaps. Uh, I guess it was good to see Vegeta win, even if it was a fake win. Yep. So, yeah, that was a, it was a very nice win. And like I told you after the movie, they definitely did it for the fans because fans are always going to argue, not argue, but complain about their favorite character, Vegeta, never getting the one-up on Goku. At least one time, so this could be his one time. Well, even in the manga, which we'll find out later, that Vegeta gets a one-up, and then immediately it doesn't matter. So it's like, oh, cool, yay, Vegeta's strong, and it doesn't matter. Wait, when? Uh, later, in in Super. Wait, have you read? No, any? I ha- I haven't oh, read Super. Oh, you just know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's it's like, what the fuck? Just let him... Can can we give him a W for once? <laughs> just just one. Uh huh. Nope. Nope. He's gotta he's gotta either die or just lose. So at least he can beat Kakarot one time. One time. <laughs> so like we did with the original Dragon Ball Z movies, how what do you think of the movie? This overall? one overall, I don't know. Like I'm not gonna give it like a perfect. Like the, yeah. I wasn't mind blown. I wasn't. St- uh, if I was watching this on the treadmill, I'm pretty sure I'd be running pretty close to the entire time. Like this, the the amount of fight scenes in this movie that kept me super engaged was yep. awesome. Yep. Right. I was super. I was just super on board with everything. Um yep. That being said, it's a great movie. I can. I would. Yeah. Four out of five. Eight out of ten. Whatever. This is just a great movie. It's a must see. If you're a Dragon Ball fan. You know, as long as you're not stuck in the past about this things getting too crazy and out of hand, it's definitely worth the watch. What about you, Matt? Um, yeah, it was great. I thought it was awesome. Um, like you said, it's it wasn't perfect. Uh, it wasn't like everything I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. But you got new transformations. I'd say a fifty-fifty split on cool transformations. Gohan's was great. Piccolo's was. Uh, weird i guess it was weird uh so it it was good to see piccolo get stronger i i just thought the transformation could have been better but i'm not the person that created it so right uh, it's it's whatever i i there are no complaints about his transformation i just thought it was a little weird and then the there was some humor throughout you see stupid go tanks uh, uh goten excuse me stupid goten and i thought the wait, wait, stupid goten yeah, when um, Trunks asks about fusion, and he's like, "How do oh, we yeah. do? How do we do that again?" <laughs> yeah, he's only you know so, a big part of his childhood. All of a sudden, he doesn't even remember how to do it. Yeah, and I I loved the flashbacks slash throwbacks. They were great. I thought it was awesome seeing Gohan use a special beam cannon. Oh yeah, that was, that was just really cool. It's a big homage or just a big shout out to his trainer yep and i thought the movie was good like i'm not disappointed that we went and watched it uh it kept me awake for the hour and 40 minutes like i didn't i didn't want to not watch it right so that i'd say it was good definitely worth the watch it just probably not going to be on like my top 10 of favorite um movies no which is which is fine no complaints in the movie at all no so yeah i guess that's Pretty much everything as far as the movie is concerned. Again, worth the watch. Definitely mm-hmm. worth the watch. Yeah, and if for whatever reason 
by the time this episode launches and it's still in theaters, very slim chance. Pay the money, give yep. support, go watch the movie. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, it was it was real good. Obviously, no manga mentions for this one, so right, nothing we can do about that one. So uh, before we come to a close, Matt, is there anything you're watching on the side? Um, so I was listening to our Konosuba episode, and we we're we we're talking about how far we were on stuff, and I was on Attack on Titan. That's what I was watching, and it's like, oh yeah, hopefully I'm gonna be almost done with Attack on Titan, and I haven't watched another episode since. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. I watched Classroom of the Elite. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Um, it's season two just came out. Uh, the uh, The first season came out like five years ago. Okay. And people thought that it wasn't going to come out. Uh, like season two was never going to get launched or released. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Basically, you've got like this top 1% of students that are in the school and they pay you we'll say i think it's a hundred thousand yen a month in the school but everything the school has everything and they pretty much just let you do what you want but if you fuck up that hundred thousand yen could be zero and now you don't have money for food or for clothes or for anything so it it's kind of crazy it's pretty good uh, and then the other thing i i think was that the only thing I watched? Oh, I watched a few episodes of Devil is a Part-Timer as well. Oh, season two? No, the first season. Oh, I you're starting from yeah, season one. I, I you never, never watched, watched it? Nope, I never watched it. Okay, I watched it. I watched Devil is a Part-Timer when it first got launched. Mm-hmm. Fucking what? I don't know, five years ago as well? It, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it was a fun a reverse slice e- of life kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's a reverse isekai slice of life kind of kind of yeah. show. Something different. Yeah, so I was shocked to see that Crunchyroll released. You know, or there, I was shocked to see that Crunchyroll's advertising that, and then I come to find out that it was actually for season two. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess now that makes sense. Yep. Um, first, I think I'm on episode four. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm going to tell you up front. I don't remember too much <laughs> other than like the McDonald's ripoff, but yeah. yep, that's all I can truly remember. Yeah, it's a reverse isekai, so the devil comes to what is our world and has to live in our world, essentially. Mm-hmm. Learn uh, how to live, yeah. Yep. Uh, I haven't haven't gotten very far in the show, so I couldn't really couldn't tell you anything else beyond that. It, it's pretty good. It seems pretty interesting. Just It with, was entertaining. That's all I remember. Yep. But with our long-running series that we've been pushing... Lately, I I haven't been able to really watch much of anything extra. Yeah, don't blame you. We're uh, we're preparing for the first couple seasons of My Hero Academia for our next episode. So yep. we've got a lot of episodes to cover. I think we're gonna watch almost two hundred episodes in two months. In two, yeah, exactly. In two more than that. Ah, no, in no. about two months. No, because Yu Yu is one twelve. Yep. My Hero, the first three seasons, is like, what, Six, seven, 60, 70 episodes? 60, I think it's 62. Might be 60, even. So Maybe. that's 172 episodes. In two months, yeah. So <laughs> we're watching a lot of content. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. And then, of course, me, me reading, I'm in school, so it's kind of hard for me to do all that extra stuff. Yeah, but you got a lot on your plate. Yeah, that's, that's whatever. Got to stay busy, right? That's why this is... This podcast is literally fun, and it's nothing like it's too pressing. Yep. yep, definitely, 
Definitely enjoy doing this though. I'm glad to glad glad we're doing this. Hope uh, all our listeners are enjoying what we do too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lance? Um, so I still try to sprinkle in a little bit of my Dragon Ball Z before I go to bed here and there. I it's really fun for me to watch this movie today on where I am in Dragon Ball Z because yep. it's almost perfect. Yep. Perfect in the sense that I'm I'm still in the Boo Saga. I, I haven't gotten too far <laughs> because of how much we've been watching. But I have just reached uh, the Gotenks okay. area. Yep. So now you're going against Evil Boo right now. Yep. So Evil Boo has separated from Boo. And eaten, and eaten everybody. Boo. The, whole, the entire, uh, supposedly, the entire world is disappeared. Hercule and the puppy are the only ones left. Yep. And... Gotenks and Piccolo are up against Super Boo. Gotenks has gone on Super Saiyan 3. Because so. they're at Kami's Lookout, and Kami's Lookout is basically completely destroyed. Okay, so that's after... Basically after the first fight where Gotenks... Fu- well, the fusion of Gotenks happens perfectly, and then they he goes... They slash he goes to fight... Evil Boo, and then Trunks has his cockiness at, from his father, and he basically toys with Super or with Evil Boo and runs out of time when they're Super Saiyan three. So uh, then they okay, then, I guess I'm not there yet. Okay, okay, because where I left off, Gotenks is still currently in Super Saiyan three. Oh, okay, okay, yep. So all right, so that's probably this very next episode. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, he, they made multiple mentions that oh, I only have like five minutes left. Yep. So, yeah, Gotenks is going to split real soon. Yep. So that's where I am in Dragon Ball Z. Um, other than that, I have been a I've been procrastinating on watching <laughs> season 4 of Stranger Things. Yep. I'm on the final episode, episode 9 of Stranger Things season 4. Well, that's cuz season 4 is like 12 12 hours long and it's six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, it is insanely long. I mean, Stranger Things is an amazing series. I love it all. Yep. But season four, every episode is basically a movie. Yep. And honestly, if it's good, I I am all for it. All for it. And I, I yeah, I mean, I I don't mean to say that in like a complaining sense. It's just holy shit, man. This is a multi movie series, and the biggest surprise is I told you earlier, but for our audience. The final episode is over two and a half hours long. Yep. Damn. Yeah, because it's it's like, all right, I got 45 minutes allotted to watch this show, and you're like, am I done yet? What? How much time do I have left? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'm not watching this episode tonight. Yeah, this isn't something that you turn on, bef- you, like watch one episode before you go to <laughs> bed. You need to legitly set aside time as if you're watching a full-length like fucking Marvel movie. <laughs> it's, like, it's just long. Worth it, but long. Well, it's funny when the wife and I are watching stuff, and we'll be like, do you want to watch one more episode? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's let's turn it on. And then you, you turn on the next episode, it's like it's 52 minutes. I'm not staying up for that long. Let's go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between a 22-minute, well, you know, well, I mean, yeah, if you're watching streaming-wise, 22 minutes minus the commercials, about 20, versus like a 47 to 52-minute episode. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Two and a half hours is pretty goddamn long. Yeah, that's that's definitely long. It's like, hey, we're going to give you, like, 
when we do our when we have our long episodes and we do our break, and it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a pause right now. Go do what you need to do. Go make some popcorn or go to the bathroom because you're in for a ride. It's yep. Here's half the movie. Here's yeah. But so. yeah, that's that's the only two things that I've had on my side is watching Stranger Things while I work out and a couple episodes of Dragon Ball before I go to bed. No. And then yeah, I got you know my hero squeezing in there too. So that's my life. <laughs> yeah. So that's everything we got for this episode. Make sure to check out our new series, the Anime Lounge Short Flights, where for this season we are covering Lee Chorus Recoil. Um, it is going to be all subbed episodes that we're covering, but make sure to check us out. Check that out on YouTube. Give us a comment. Let us know what you think on that. And make sure to give us a subscribe on every platform that you're watching, including YouTube. And give us a five-star review so we can keep going with this. Have a good one.